0: Hello, welcome to the Brazilian Health Nut Show. Here you will find cutting edge information provided by the best experts in the world so you can learn how to burn fat for the rest of your life. Bruno de Gama is the Brazilian Health Nut in a mission to solve the problems you have when trying to lose weight forever. He is a nutritional therapy practitioner a certified personal trainer, and a holistic lifestyle coach by the Czech Institute. Don't forget to say hello and sign up to our free newsletter at www.brazilianhealthnet.com. Let's go!
1: All right. Thank you so much for being here with me today, Kingja. I appreciate your time. Can you... Tell just a little bit about your background first, like who is Kingja Dixon?
2: Well, first of all, I appreciate your time, Sir Bruno. I am honored to be on your beautiful outlet to allow people to gain from other people's experiences. And I am, <laughs> to, to, to say it the simplest way, man, I am literally finally in baby mode. What, what took place in my life that got me to this mode is i uh, born and raised in the Brooklyn, New York area at 17 years of age, had some unique trouble situations where me and my mother made a decision. She said, you know what? You're getting in a little trouble. It's time for you to, to get on out of this area. So I ended up going and staying with my aunt and uncle who prepared me for the Air Force. And that's how I got to Virginia as my second residence. So I stayed mm. in Virginia did the Air Force. And after the Air Force, because I was an aircraft mechanic, didn't stay in that field when I got out. And because I was 19 at the time, I decided, let me just explore what my options were. And I decided walking on a carpentry field where this gentleman was building mansions. And I said, man, I love this. Is there any way I can get involved? And of course, he looked at my resume, said, oh, of course, yes. And so he started me. And that was short-lived because... Within about a year of doing that, a friend of mine presented a check to me where he made a thousand dollars from talking on the phone. And at this mm. time, as a carpenter, I was making about probably six hundred dollars a week. But you know, I was nineteen years old, going into my twenties. Yeah. It was all right for me. And this was back in it was good. yeah, <laughs> I was working it, man. So, but when I I tried out this new opportunity because I tried the telemarketing. That's what he did. He made a thousand dollars from telemarketing at a company. MCI WorldCom and so I tried it out for the weekend shift and before you know it man my my gift of gab had me doing very well and I remember my first check was double the amount that I was making at Carpentry so I decided to transition fully into telemarketing so Jack that Mm -hmm. jumped into my first phase of corporate America I became a supervisor with this organization after six months of being on the phones. And then the first four years from my early 20s to about 24 was one of the, uh, when I look back, it was one of the best points of my life at that time because I was making about $80,000 a year. I was supervising and helping people learn how to talk on the phone and become more self actualized. And then 2004, man, came into work and they said that the company was going to close down. So I had my first reality check with, you know the way corporate America could do you if you're not prepared so transitioning I ended up jumping into my new field which I ended up retiring from in 2013 which was selling Mm -hmm. vacation ownership and real estate with Wyndham vacation ownership and literally I I will contribute most of my financial success to the downsize that I had in 2004 because during that transition a gentleman that I met ended up giving me some knowledge about you know if you whenever you work for somebody you always be at the mercy of their decisions so even if you're going to be an employee it may be in your best interest to start studying the other ways that money is being made and he he offered a book called Rich Dad Poor Dad and because I was so vulnerable mentally because I just lost my my career that I thought I had, I was eager to learn more, and that book poured some jewels into me that literally helped me understand some things that I never really understood.
1: So mm-hmm. when I yeah I read that book like um probably four years ago, yes. it's a great book too. Yeah, yeah. and so I yes. love it.
2: That's what helped me, man, literally because when mm-hmm. I started making all this. Six figure money with this new organization because people were making hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred dollars, thousand dollars a year. I was just saving and investing because I realized from my earlier run-in that it's no telling what my future holds. So at least you know I need to start investing and saving my money. So that's what I did is I was performing with the Wyndham selling. I started getting better and better and better. And 2013 is when I became the number one sales executive on the planet Mm -hmm. by winning these two global awards. And that's what led me to write the book. And that's what led me to step away and start teaching everything that I know. And so now I'm I'm, I'm running. Yes, sir.
1: Great, great journey, man. So let's go back to the year of uh, 2009. And the reason really why I I brought Kinja here, guys, is to talk about his journey, his uh, weight loss journey, which is a great one. So we're going to be digging deep into that. So let's go back to the year of 2009 when you were 305 pounds, man. So who was Kinja Dixon at that year?
2: I I love it, man. It's so beautiful. and And the reason why for all the listeners that original story is so important, because as you heard that, you heard nothing about health. All you heard was my financial success. You heard, that's all you heard. And literally, that was all my focus really was. But what took place that led to 2009 is, remember I told you I started this new organization in 2004, started making all this money and was saving it. But 2007, Mm -hmm. man, I went to the bank after making a deposit, and that's when I cleared my first $1 million. And mentally, that is when... I thought I made it and due to the lack of my emotional understanding of how you should have control of all aspects of your life, the next two years of my life was basically a blur. Even though I was performing well at work because I had to continue being number one and competing, I would eat anything that I wanted. I was drinking every single night. Every single Mm -hmm. night was basically a party. So, mm. and, and, I, and there was these trips that we went on. I mean, I enjoyed, man, I loved everything about the process, so I'm not complaining about it. But without yeah. my control mentally, I literally allowed the conditions of success and happiness or what I considered success to take place to throw a lot of extra habits in my life, man, that had me, like I said, 2009 February in Puerto Rico on one of my President's Club trips. I got to my highest, man, which was 305 pounds, 35% body fat. And I realized at that time also when I look back, I was a functional alcoholic where, Mm. where literally it wasn't a such thing as having an occasional drink. When I drank, it was to get intoxicated there was no in the it was no hey let me just have a couple of sips (laughs) not just one yeah yeah, and and because of tolerance and because of all the weight that I had yeah you know I started drinking more and more and then eating more and more and so that was what led me to that place in my life
1: yeah it was like a vicious cycle and I see this a lot because people get so let's take the conversation here for for example with sugar People get so addicted to sugar that just one cake, just one piece, it doesn't satisfy them. So they have to keep eating more because the tolerance is not enough. It's high now, right? So it's crazy. So, did you like you just wake up one day and like, all right, so I'm 305 pounds. Um, I think I should l- lose weight. Well, how how did this like happen in your head? Like how did this happen? Like this decision of having to lose this weight.
2: Well, I. Got back from the Puerto Rico trip, and we were in my young lady's apartment at the time, and she was like six one, 150 pounds, like model stature. She had yeah. she had a friend over there with her boyfriend, and they were all basically toned and ready, you know, just looking like they're mm-hmm. ready to run on the beach. And we were all mm-hmm. looking at the pictures from the Puerto Rico trip that me and her just went on. And I, as they were all looking at the pictures, I was looking at it from another view because I was just looking at myself and was like, "You're
1: looking just at yourself." I was bro. like, <laughs>
2: "Wow, man!" And I remember when I first got out the Air Force. I'm so glad I gave you all my my backstory. I was 185 yeah. pounds, so right. I, I literally had a a, a chance not only from a honestly an ego standpoint, because I kind of felt embarrassed as everybody else in the house, it was three of them that were all health conscious. I was the one that was supposedly the 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 big performer. But literally I had a I had a run in with reality that all of this quote unquote success and money that you have, man, really doesn't mean too much when you're almost probably in a position where your lifespan it's yeah. severely shortened because of your lifestyle. And so appearance was one of those things where that day, man, I just made a choice. I was like, man, I have to get this under control. And mm-hmm. that's when I called a chain of events led me to what what really got me in order. A friend of mine recommended a gentleman called Carl Fratty. He's, mm-hmm. he's here in Virginia. He's a nutritionist, bodybuilder, and trainer. And I ended up having a conversation with him, which turned into me working with him for about two years. And mm. literally, man, we went to Walmart in the beginning of my my sessions. And he said, man, if you're going to really be serious, it would be best if you committed to not eat out for about two years. Wow. I said, that's exactly what I said.
0: <laughs> I was like, <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. And
2: so, uh, <laughs> that's exactly what I said. And so we, we we ended up designing some meal preps. And, and of yeah. course, everybody listening, you don't have to get as drastic as I did. I'm quite okay. sure uh, Bruno gives so many different solutions on how to work it. But literally what helped me was we designed like a, a kind of strict prep your meals, take your meals with you whenever you're hungry. You eat this and for for a year and a half, man, I stuck to the script with a with a workout regimen, and I sculpted a whole new body Man, It was like effortless. it was like so yeah. and that's when I realized as people ask now when they know how did you lose weight? the first key like you always talk about is nutrition without having proper nutrition. There's not really a way that all this working out and going to the gym is going to sustain because you're not going to have the energy that you need. Your your results are going to be iffy. So the real key that I look at in my life, which changed everything, was having mm-hmm. a gentleman that was focused on nutrition first instead right. of just throwing me in the gym and having me right. doing all these workouts that are just making me feel good but not giving the results that I'm looking for.
1: Yeah. So was the approach here was very like, kind of like cold turkey, right? From what I hear, you went all in and just like, yes, let's do this. Because from what I understand, your friend was pretty like, yeah, let's do this. But it's, it's going to be drastic. It's going to be a drastic change. And I see this, like you, you said, there is different ways to do this. Most people, I would say, they work better like a little by little just step by step let's like today just just focus on this small thing here how how do you see this in, 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 with other people that you work as well like not on the nutrition side not into the weight loss but this change like going cold turkey let's do this let's change everything at once or little by little how do you how, how, what's your opinion on that
2: man i i love that you asked that question man and i like to look at the way the military does boot camp. Like just so uh, mm-hmm. just imagine if you know boot camp was a scenario where the first week, you know, we're sitting around talking and having fun and like, hey, all right, you all next week we're gonna take it up a notch. And then yeah. the week after that we're gonna take it up a notch. And then after man, listen, at the end of the day, the reason why the results are dramatically different based off people's life. It's based off the leverage and the urgency and the importance that they want to have in regards to making that change. So what I look at and the reason why I'm so happy about the decision I made, and I and there's different ways to do it. But when I went into that boot camp style of living, it literally drastically changed my environment, which drastically changed my results, which allowed me to kind of completely see two ends of the table like when I used to eat tons and tons of chicken and cakes and pizza that was drastic yeah mm-hmm. And so why not if I'm gonna go the other side why not try to go completely drastic on the health side what ends mm-hmm. up happening I believe is people don't get to see completely revolutionized results because they are so told that they, they want to told dip. they want to just step in But if you want radical results, I would expect for someone to be prepared to make a radical change. So the way people need to look at it is my results are going to be directly a reflection of how drastic I want to go to the other side of the spectrum. So that's not a choice for us to make, but that's the choice for that person to be like, man, do I want to slowly but gradually get healthy? Or yeah. do I wanna really start an entire new lifestyle that mm. is going to help me, my family, everybody I know is gonna help. So and that's where commercials, that's where media, that's where all of these fears come into play, because it is it is really taken uh, it, it's put a fear into that process. It's mm-hmm. made people mm-hmm. feel like, oh, I can't go cold turkey. Like with alcoholism, I can speak yeah. on this. Like what if I decided not to completely start going to AA and stop drinking? How am I ever gonna stop if every week mm-hmm. I have a drunk night? That doesn't help me long term. Like if I want to stop drinking and I went through this, I had to make a choice that drinking is not helping me. So I'm gonna have to design a life that's going to help me become a different type of person. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that that love it that and that's the difference between a lot of feedback that we hear we're hearing feedback from people that haven't taken these type of lifestyle decisions. Mm-hmm. So it's only it's, it's how hard you want to go. And, and yeah, I respect you because what from I follow you, man, I listen to the things you talk about. I'm a part of your yeah. page. You are yeah. you are delivering drastic results. You're, you're not yeah. a you're not someone that's trying to you know, play with people's lives and have them dependent on you where you give them a little and then they got to come mm. back. And that's, that's, yeah, exactly. that's also a difference in the leadership. And that's why I respect you heavily. man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I, I love your you're taking this. So looking back now, man, why do you think did you like did you get to this point of getting to a 305 pounds? Because this was a process I'm sure it was not like you wake up one day, And you're like 305 pounds. Oh, look at me. You know, I'm I'm fat right now. It was a process. So looking back into hindsight right now, why did you let yourself get into that point?
2: It was comfort, man. It was comfort and it was me attaching my values, values, my values in life. My priorities had to do with money and flash and more of an outside scenario, like being being in control of my weight that wasn't a high priority for me my priority was getting up every morning making sure that i got a sale or two and making sure as soon as i got off from work it was enjoyment and however Mm -hmm. that enjoyment was whether it was hanging out whether it was eating whether it was drinking it all involved things that were externally stimulating my life Mm -hmm. was controlled by external factors Nothing that had to do with inside development, like determination on how to resist what you like to eat, willpower, reasoning, memory, will, intuition, imagination. None of that was really being worked on. Everything that I was working on was making sure I got another sale so I could increase my bank account. And nothing's wrong with those things. But right, right. but but my my primary focus with those things. My my the anything else was, was, would fit in. It wasn't like, and that's when I look at my life now, like I have priorities that anything extra has to fit in after my internal priorities are taken care of. And literally back in those days, it was the complete opposite. It was like, Hey, if I, if I have the ability to, it, man, honestly, there was not even a focus on that. Literally it was get up in the morning, eat something that tastes good (laughs) on my way to work. Then get my sale. Then if I'm hungry, I get I get some something out the vending machine that tastes good. Then we got lunch. Yeah. Okay, let me go ahead and order. Oh, somebody um going to the to the spot to get some good Mexican. All right, let me put some money in. What tastes good? It had nothing to do with health.
1: Right, <laughs> it all right, had gotcha. to do
2: with tasting
1: good. Hey, what's up guys, Bruno da Gama here, Brazilian Health Nut, and let's take a little break from the show because I want to offer you something very, very special, okay? So if you go to brazilianhealthnut.com and scroll all the way to the bottom of the page, you find a place that you can claim your free strategy call with me, or you can just send me an email at bruno at and tell me that you want to schedule your free call, okay? During this call, we are going to develop a strategy that works for your kind of body and lifestyle because remember that we're all different. So go ahead and do that now because spots are limited, okay? So now let's get back to the show. Mm-hmm. And what would you say is like the biggest difference on your mindset from 2009 when you were in that situation compared to today, 2016?
2: Well, now it is... I'm looking at the the long-term benefit of everything that I do and yeah. it did take a lot of studying it does take a lot of being humble and when I say humble to the point where you are like a baby like we're, we're really willing to be reborn like 2009 I consider when my life started over because almost every single belief that I had I completely believe something completely different the beauty of it is I still understand people that believe the way I believe back then because I was there. So I don't knock right. them because I wasn't yeah. a bad guy because I just like to eat to get full and I didn't right. care about my long term health. I wasn't a bad guy. I still would, you know, uh, put my put 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 a my, my jacket on the floor to help a older lady not jump in a puddle. I still love people. I still was a smiling guy, but I just yeah. was not into self love. At the highest level that I am, what biggest difference I would say, Sir Bruno, is that I realized that in order for me to assist, or in order for me to be a leader, in order for me to love anybody else, I have to really, really understand how important it is to love myself. And loving myself includes taking care of myself physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. And because I no longer are det- no longer I'm detached to results there's no longer anything that causes me to get complacent. Like no matter what anybody says about how good or bad or whatever they think I'm doing, my intention is to become a better version of myself every Mm -hmm. single day for the rest of my life in all areas, not just one or two areas that give me fame in every single area, even the areas that people don't know about because of my world.
1: Right. love it, man. Thank you for sharing that. So, how much weight do you are you right now? One hundred and ninety yeah, around this? Yeah, one
2: hundred and ninety. When I looked yesterday, yes, sir. Just ran so, r- and ran fourteen miles yesterday. That was my highest uh-huh. running. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Congrats, look, look, man. I'm probably at one eighty five because I probably lost uh, five pounds on that run <laughs> yesterday, man.
1: Yes. But people who don't know, uh, King, ja, he's training for the marathon for the upcoming marathon here in New York City. So he he has been running a lot. I, I've been following his journey. We talk. Uh, offline here sometimes about that so yeah he's in this process of the training so yesterday 14 miles man congrats that's a that's that's a good good amount so you lost over a a hundred pounds right so how do you compare like the feeling Mm -hmm. let's not Mm -hmm. even touch on the the appearance which is of course is huge losing a hundred over a hundred pounds but what about the feeling like how did you feel from the moment when you wake up to the time when you went to bed when you were Three hundred and five pounds comparing to right now, which is like a completely different person Wow
2: man I remember so many nights where i would I would eat right before I went to bed because I was I felt I was hungry and I, I remember the two two big things I remember is just going to bed with my food just still in my stomach and really liking that feeling man like this is crazy like as, I, as you asked me this I remember going to bed, like eating something like some Oreos, something like really good right before I went to bed, Go because I always had all this stuff in the refrigerator that was not helping me, but I, yeah. I'd be able to eat right before I go to bed and I go to bed and I'll, I'll feel my food like on my stomach, but it was like a feeling that I got so addicted to, so it kind of felt good. And it's so funny that, you know, I didn't go to the bathroom Regularly, man. I remember when I really look back on my life, there were times where it'd be one to two times every two days, man. I that's when I would wow. go to the bathroom. And now it's an like I don't eat after eight, and if I do eat, it's like a something liquid. And because it's all everything is done by design. Like I'm literally sculpting my life and my body at the same time. So everything has a purpose that is mm-hmm. based off of the studies to help me last as long as I can in this physical presence. My energy level is so much higher versus how my energy level was then. I'm so much more ad- adaptable to people that aren't feeling good because I can understand how they feel based off the way yeah. I used to live. Right. Because like, right. I remember I would be irritable, somebody would get on my nerves. You know, if mm-hmm. you're if you're if your food is not digesting right and you have yeah. no energy because your digestive system is trying to digest all of the stuff that you
1: have yeah that's, man this is huge this is huge yeah. like I remember when I was, yeah. Go ahead. I was when I was in, when I was in school for nutrition here and the instructor said this phrase that I will never forget yeah we see we see the life through the lens of our hormones so if your hormones are not in check you are a different person so yeah you, you become irritable. You just you're just not feeling good, you know. You become depressed, and it's not even like your fault. It's your hormones. Your body's doing that to you. Mm. So yeah, this is it's so true. Like uh, yeah, keep going. Sorry. Well, no,
2: no, and it's 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 what I love about people like yourself and this these type of uh, podcasts is that it allows you the people to hear the journey. Like literally, I didn't know that. you see, that's why hunger for knowledge is so important. I don't know if I would have changed my life back then. But I didn't know what you just said. Like I'm right now I'm describing what I remember before I even knew it. So this is why people that aren't interested in learning new information understand that every single effect that we have is due to a cause. So we need to start studying the causes instead of just being mad about the effects. So in your case. Yeah, in my case, literally, man, I I remember just being irritable, upset, and what I would do is, what would make me happy is, let me get some food, yeah. let me get some food, and, and, <laughs> and look, and that food is not really helping me, but I feel it's helping me because it's giving me that feeling of those, those, what those scientists have designed in some of these fast foods are tastes yeah. that literally get us addicted to make us feel like we're feeling good, so that's that's one of the biggest differences, man. Is I used to go to bed with my food on my stomach because I always ate out late night. It was always because I was drinking usually. So when I'm drinking, I'm hungry. And if you know, why am I not gonna drink? I mean, eat what I want to eat because I, you know, I'm not outside killing nobody. I'm not outside robbing. I got a job. I'm paying taxes, so I can eat whatever I want. That's the yeah. that's the vibe I had. I'm not hurting nobody except myself.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. you know what I
2: mean. And so now it's more of you know, four or five times a day releasing like a dog, like a dog. You look at little animals like that that, that don't, that don't eat whatever, that that aren't controlled emotionally by their eating. They eat when they're hungry. They release regularly. And I Mm -hmm. I just love sleeping and waking up feeling good and energized. And like yesterday is a primary testimony of what can take place. Like, I mean, I, I, I couldn't even imagine Honestly, man, my first eleven-mile run in New York a couple weeks ago, I was crying as I was running on the Brooklyn Bridge because I was listening to some music. There was a song that I liked back in my two, my two three hundred-pound days that I was listening to now, and I was just comparing the mindsets. And I was like, man, I am thirty-seven years of age, running across the Brooklyn Bridge, listening to a song that I was listening to back when I was 29, back when I could not run, would not run. And I'm like, man, life is so beautiful. And no matter who you are, what age you are, if we change our habits, we can change
1: our life. man. Yeah, mm. great. If, and for people here, guys, there is an amazing book. If you guys want to know much more about how food is being chemically engineered, you guys should read this book. It's, I think it's called Sugar, Fats salt or salt, fat, sugar, or fat, uh, sugar, salt, something like that, those three words, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> by Michael Moss. I think his name is Michael Moss, and it's unbelievable. I read the book four years ago, and man, it's crazy. Like, how, what are they doing for what we call foods? It's crazy. They chemically engineered that to taste so good that makes us addicted, and you keep eating more and more and more. It's an amazing book. Um, Anyway, so man, so what's like, because my goal, my mission is to help as many people as I can to lose weight and to keep it off, right? And to feel better and just health, just achieving what I call long-term health, long-term weight loss. And unfortunately, more than 90% of the people who try to get that, they fail. So, and you've, you have lost the weight, you have lost uh, over 100 pounds, and you kept it off. So, you are under this small percentage of people who succeed. What do you think it is your secret, at least, to achieving these long-term results?
2: It, it all boils down to how I started the mission. And that's what I want everyone that's interested in teaching someone or interested in changing their life is that the better we start the process the better we can continue the process that's why it's so important for us to reflect on our childhood because there were things that were instilled into all of us in regards to how we eat that if we don't reflect on we will never ever get to the true reason why we have these addictions and so really that's what helped me is that i i sought out someone that was uh (laughs) within the top One percent of his field because not only was he a bodybuilder, but he was a nutritionist and a trainer. See, and that's what I recommend. That's why I love what you do, because what you're doing is helping people get the most important piece out of the way, which is the food. But what people usually do when it comes to losing weight is they'll go to a trainer that may be certified in helping them sculpt their body. But the food conversation is really left up to them. Or the food conversation is talked about, but it's not talked about in structure where you mm. literally can design a whole new way of eating. So yeah. what helped my results is that when I decided to start this process in 09, due to my level of awareness and my 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 sales ability, I, I realized that if I want to start something because I was working with the number one vacation ownership company in the world, not just saying it, but literally because of, what they did and how long they've been in the business. That's one thing I learned is that people came to our business because they said, you're number one. I need to see what's going on with number one. So when I started to do something that included me trying to lose weight, I wanted to seek out someone that had number one type knowledge. And he really cleared me up on what to do. And I followed it. And, And also what helped me Because I did go through my ups and downs with my weight. Because I would see myself look good in the mirror. Then I would lax off. What helped me now is that I have no longer any complacency issues. Because I am not comparing myself to how good I think I look. I am continuously going to get better every single day in every single part of my life for the rest of my human existence that Mm -hmm. that is not that so that right there that separates us or anybody that feels that way you're at the number one percent of the world right there that's something that most people aren't willing to do because of them being attached to the enjoyment or the status or the the flash that comes with this physical existence that is controlling us so i'm becoming more of a space manipulator the the Mm -hmm. space the invisible stuff Once you can start learning how to control your emotions, which is that invisible stuff nobody sees, that's where you release the cap and you can just go into new atmospheres.
1: Wow. Great, man. I love it. Man, I have your book right here in front of me, Universal Talk Loss, How to Increase Your Net Worth with Words. And I read that probably three weeks ago, I guess. And there is a chapter... About mindset, mm. and really, that's one of my favorite things. It's talk about mindset, and there is a lot of things we could be talking here, but I, I picked it up uh, three points here that I want to talk a little in depth here with you. Yeah, sure. the, ne- the, number, the number one here, man, is about self confidence, and a lot of people are there, they just don't have the confidence in themselves or like to lose these weights to become healthier, they just like the self seems like low. And they look at the body, they just, they look in the mirror like you, you probably did in 2009, and like, like when you look at your pictures with your, with your girlfriend, with your friends there, and like, man, you know, I, what's going on? I don't have the confidence. Well, how, can you expand a little more on this topic of, I think it's super important about confidence?
2: Yes. And let me explain. This is so beautiful, man. There's different levels of confidence and Even at that time, if you look at the picture, because it's it's on my website, it's on my play, I I, I let like like for people to kind of understand where I came from. I had confidence, and it it was a problem. See, my Mm -hmm. my confidence. Is was was a was was what led to me feeling like man, I got money, I'm feeling good, I still got a mm. nice smile. I don't care, yeah. I ain't, I'm not that big, I'm just big boned. I'm okay, <laughs> I'm all right. And so I'm, I'm gonna get down to that because I, I know exactly what you're looking for. But my yes, confidence yes. is one of the things that kind of hurt me in my past because I didn't allow myself to really understand confidence. Needs to be something that exudes from the inner and it needs to exude into your presence so what what I mean when I say that is my confidence level back then was high, but when I got inside the house and I looked at myself after that that day it I don't know what it was, man, but i I kind of I, I have to tell everyone you know as I get back to these emotional times is that I really, really feel that my comparison to what I was is what helped me kind of be like, man, how did you get this far? And so I wanted to, you know, change it. But to answer your question on a global level so that people Mm -hmm. can kind of understand what I believe helped me and why I'm able to go further now and why you are able to go further, whoever you are listening, if you're into just getting better than you were the day before is I remember what my mother used to always tell me when I was young, and she used to pour so much into me about how you are, anything anybody else can do, you can do. You are important. Mm. You are going to be a good person. You're gonna help this world. And literally, in my, that's, if if we don't look at what type of messages were being told to us when we were small, we will be missing a whole lot of the development that we can have. So what happened in my life is I was given confidence from my mother and the people I was around. And without me nurturing and building off of that original confidence, my confidence ended up becoming a hindrance to my success because uh, because of me not knowing what overall confidence can be, and me believing that confidence had to do with just how much money you had, once I felt I had enough money, my money confidence reigned supreme over the other levels of areas that I could grow on. So, uh, without getting too technical, I do want everyone to understand that right now, if you have a lot of self-doubt talk in you, it probably is stemmed from times when you were small and what your parents and what figures of influence and what those people in school that you listen to, if you don't start going back into those environments that some of us closed the door on, I want you to realize those are some of the most important times of our life. Some of us had a lot of people pouring good stuff into us. Some of us had a mixture where it was a father that was talking down. It was a mother that was talking up. Some of us had great parents that were talking into us, but then we'll go to school. And because we really paid a lot of attention to the cool people in school, they would talk down to us and it would hurt us. So I guarantee you, if you were to reflect and just look at your timeline in your life, you would notice that, wow, there were some things that happened in my life that really set some type of precedence in how I feel now. So if you want to change it, you're going to have to start pouring good powerful self-developmental information into your mind because you have to train your retrain your subconscious man because that's Mm -hmm. what ends up happening is consciously we want to do things but our subconscious is a a mixture of what we've really been through and what we're really going through so if we don't attempt to reprogram that we're going to eventually go right back into the the program that we've been downloaded
1: yes. on, bro. Yes, yes, yes. That's one of the biggest takeaway for people here. It's about this. I did actually a video on my YouTube channel back in, I don't know, like five, six months ago mm-hmm. about this paradigm of the conscious and the subconscious. And that's why, again, more than 90% of people, they don't achieve that just because they are just working on their conscious. They're not working on the subconscious level. Love it. Love it, man. So let's move on here. You also talk about on this chapter on your book about the willingness to learn at all time, and that's something that I, it really gets me. Like uh, I actually did a video um, a week ago about this because I received this message from from a girl, like from she she lives in the UK, and she sends me a message on my Facebook um, private actually and saying like hey, I just want to say thank you. I'm on vacation right now in Greece and I've been listening to uh, all your podcasts and, like, I have to tell you that I've been doing a lot of changes in my life and I'm feeling so much better and I'm actually also applying this with my family. So I'm changing all my family's health and, and it has been helping me a lot and I actually... And she's, like, super young. This girl is, like, super young and she is, like, oh... And also, I have to tell you, I learned more about biology and about, like human behavior, like weight loss stuff and health in, a, in front of a podcast Then a whole year in school here. So I was like, oh, thank you so much for saying that. Wow. <laughs> so I was like, I got to do a video about this, the importance of education, just being educated on whatever you want to learn. So if you want to learn how to lose weight, how to be healthier, you got to put some time and energy and now there, right? So to, to get this education, because let me tell you, uh, Kimja, I think you, you agree with me. I don't know here in, in the US, but in Brazil, we don't get any education about how to be healthy in school. We learn about math, about physics, chemistry, history, all those stuff, which is good, of course, but we don't learn about how to be healthy, nutrition, zero, zero nutrition in school. So just talk a little bit about what you think i've been talking too much here no
2: no i love it man well just to kind of give you an example of why you will we you us one the reason why my level of awareness is going to continue to increase at the highest level possible especially now is because like for instance that book you just recommended man i've already ordered it on amazon yeah see that that's the way I am. I'm at a point now where I literally believe that every single thing that happens, there is something in it that I can grow from. But in order for me to grow, I have to be in a humble state. So, Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why so many people are not getting the results that they deserve. And And I say that with so much love involved. You deserve the best results in anything that you do. Every single person living deserves the best but the reason why some of us don't get those results is because of the defense that has mm-hmm. been instilled into us from our home life from protecting ourselves from being hurt so we would rather put a shell over ourselves instead of becoming vulnerable and i do understand mm-hmm. because i was there it does yes. it does make you feel like you are protecting yourself from danger but at the end of the day what ends up taking place is we're protecting ourselves from possible breakthrough bits of information. I'm not telling anybody to run into a gunfight or run into the street, but I'm saying that when it comes to knowledge, it does not hurt for us to question every single thing that we have been taught. Because the reality of it is, if you grew up in a perfect household, I need to meet you and I want to interview you because I want to write a book about you. But if you have not grown up in a perfect household, that clearly means that there are things that we can learn that might not have been instilled into the programs in our life when we were in that household. So what ends up taking place is school and getting a degree and passing a test without really knowing the information has carried out into our personal lives. Me and a gentleman, I'm I'm doing coaching now as well. And yeah. he, I, one of the things that he mentioned, and he and I said, man, I'm gonna have to use this publicly. And he said, man, the, the changes you did in my life, you can use anything. But he said, "Kenji, mm-hmm. what I realized talking to you is that I've been familiar with a lot of things, but I don't know. And I've mm-hmm. been I've been moving off of a familiarity, but there's a difference between being familiar with something. And knowing something. So what has happened is because of us passing the test that we crammed for the night before, walking across the stage and getting that feeling like we made it because we got a diploma, so many people have become, instead of masters, where they continue learning something over and over and over and over and over over again until it becomes a part of their breath, they learn a little bit, get familiar with it, and then don't even revisit it. And then they get the results that directly reflect that they really don't know what they think they know. So one of the things I recommend for everybody listening is please take some deep breaths either in the morning or in the night where you just literally become one with yourself and lower your brainwave chemistry. I don't want to get into the quantum physics of it. We don't have too much time for that. But I want everybody (laughs) to get into a state where sometime during your day you take five to ten minutes where you just breathe in, breathe out. And have the intention of everything that happens is supposed to teach me something, but I have to be open to learning. Mm -hmm. Everything that happens this day is supposed to teach me something, but I have to be willing to learn it. If you can get into the habit of doing that, you will realize that whatever you believe in is teaching you. More than just on Sunday service or more than just on your, your, your mosque or more than just when you worship or more than just when you pray. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, there are lessons. We just have to, like you said, be willing to learn. And in order to do mm-hmm. that, we have to lower our brainwave chemistry and we have to have the desire to want to learn. And sometimes mm-hmm. you're not going to learn what to do. Sometimes you will actually learn what not to do. So that's mm-hmm. something else that people lose out on is they believe they can only learn from a certain person in a certain criteria of life. And yes, if you want to get some knowledge, yes, it does not hurt to go to someone that has proven in that field. But also you can learn from like I learned from overweight people. Now I learn mm-hmm. how what I don't want to ever fall victim of again. And I don't judge them. I'm just like, wow, I remember when I was there. So I definitely need to be cognizant of any comfort zones or any desserts that are given to me because like I, I believe like I could fall off the wagon any day. <laughs> so I need to be aware and be yeah. prepared and, and have those talks with myself because that once we don't have those, those talks, we end up right back in a scenario that we thought we were getting away
1: from. Yeah, for sure. I don't know who said that, but it, like I learned from everybody, most of the things what not to do. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, brother. <laughs> yes. Sir. All right. Uh, man, I could be talking with you here for another hour, but let's get to my last question here and we can expand a little bit about this subject which we again, we could just talk about the whole podcast about this fear, man. This is a big one here and fear of change, fear of achieving success or failure in this cases of losing weight and keeping it off. Can you just give your your best like summary about this topic of fear
2: yes sir well once i went to quantum physics class last year the end of last year before i talked to chiropractors in the oh no that was earlier this year i talked to the chiropractors but it was confirmed when i went to the chiropractors summit man there are two base sets of emotions emotions that stem from fear and emotions that stem from love And when emotions that stem from fear impact our vibration with our DNA, we automatically restrict our DNA. When love goes through our DNA, it expands. So the reason why fear is such a very, very harmful emotion if you don't learn how to dance with it. So what I want to make sure everybody's clear is fear can be healthy if you learn how to dance with it. But once once you live in it and you let it control you, that's when you start aging quicker. Your digestive system doesn't work the way it does. You start becoming more emotionally disturbed and you become someone that ends up visually, mentally, emotionally looking like the fear that controls your life. So what I recommend everyone to do is to really kind of take some moments to look back at your life and what are some of the biggest fears that you have and who was instilling those fears into you because just taking that journey you'll be able to do a case study on yourself you'll be able to look at the lives of the people that you got your emotional vibrations from and look at where they're doing what they're doing right now and you'll be able to kind of take an understanding of wow I am kind of similar to their emotional vibration. And if I continue to have the emotional vibration that they have, this is where I'm going to end up. And then you ask yourself, is this where I want to end up? If you want to end up there, keep having that emotional vibration. But if you don't want to end up there, you're going to have to change your emotional vibration. And it's usually based off of whether love-based emotions are running through you, like dedication, joy, enthusiasm or fear-based emotions guilt shame anger hatred and so unfortunately i'm gonna tell everybody if you look at television on a regular basis do you know what emotion is being given to you on television mm-hmm. the emotion of fear is being subconsciously implanted and so if you're not aware of your feelings which most people don't are aren't even taking the steps to do we will end up being a byproduct of a fear-based society. So some practical steps is to become more aware of your mm-hmm. feelings but, and, and become more aware by looking at the vibrations that were in your household when you were young. And then start adding some information into your life daily that can help you put more love-based emotions into your world. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you, one of the things that changed my life Uh, before yoga class last earlier this year is there's a gentleman Sri Sri. I don't know his last name but he's he's really big in yoga has a lot of people following him but one of his books the name of it is love is not an emotion it is your existence Mm. and what that really hit with me is it led me to really understand like wow we are made of love love is growth and so anything you're either in one or two modes you're in a gro- yeah. growth mode or protect mode and so yeah. what i want everybody to realize is that anytime you're fearful of something you are protecting yourself and if you are protecting yourself for 90 percent of your life and only growing for 10 percent of your life where do you think that life is going to you know end you so yeah, yeah. so th- yeah, those man. are my feelings and i really really Got appreciate it. you because just allowing me to talk about these things is reinstilling the principles into my mind, which allowed this to be a class for me today as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, man, thank you so much. You touched so many good points here. The TV one is... uh, I'm going to have to bring an expert on this topic of technology just to talk about how this whole thing of social media, internet, TV, and just all this technology stuff going on today is influencing our whole lives and i think that's a a huge one seriously that's huge uh man thank you so much uh before we go please tell like where can people find you like what's the best place for them to go and also like what's going on what's next for you what's something that you're excited Mm. about you working
2: well one thing i recommend everyone to do is dixonondemand.com. Go and take the free trial of that. This is an online virtual training that I launched in March that is helping companies and people all over the world. And everybody here that's listening to your show, if you email me, if you like it, I'll give you a, a very huge discount on behalf of Bruno. Just email me on my Thanks. website. The website is kenjadixon.com. So, DixonOnDemand.com allows you to take a free trial of my online virtual training. Kenjadixon.com allows you to get the book, read about my life, look at some of my videos, or email me. And, man, what's next is, <laughs> I, man, I am... I, I know, the marathon's yeah, coming up, the too. the marathon is coming. <laughs> I have these networking events that I'm doing to gain proceeds for the marathon. So, that's another thing. Anybody that wants to give to the, to the little boys and girls that I'm helping. The the organization helps 25,000 kids with after-school programs. So if you click on my website, as soon as you see KendraDixon.com, you'll see me running. Uh, Not me. It looks like me, but that's not me. I I told everybody that's not me. So (laughs) click on it, and you can donate if you like to the cause. But yeah, man, I I have a couple commercials. I have a couple... I have my play, The Recreation Encounter, where we first met. I'm about to to relaunch that tour. I have a lot of... uh, Beautiful uh, uh, curiosity, kill the cat type things coming on, man. But most importantly, uh, teaching, creating, uh, becoming more of an outlet. I have a couple modeling options. I, I, I couldn't imagine this, man. Like, what? yeah, man, I, that, that's what I said. That's not, Yo, man, I
0: love it. Because
2: every sound you make, those are the sounds that I'm making when I'm finding out these opportunities. So I'm, I'm really just becoming an expressionist and helping everyone learn from my journey. So to make it, to, to summarize, Universal Talk Laws, you can get, that's my book, I love it, it's my my product of passion. DixonOnDemand.com, our online virtual training, Interactive, made by the number one training company in the world, Interactive, it's like the future of training. And my play, Recreation Encounter, get on my mail list at KenjaDixon.com. just subscribe. To KendraDixon.com, and I'll send you all the updates of everything going on, man. But I, I yeah. want to thank you first of all. Let me
1: take some yeah, time. Yeah, man. Thank, thank you. You, thank you are you so much. the truth, man.
2: You are. <laughs> I, re- I say that because you dedicate your life to what you do, man. And anybody that's listening and following this man's passion, <laughs> he is. He is really, really. He lives and dreams and thinks about. Helping the people that are a part of his, his his tribe, so I I salute you, Bruno, and I thank you for having me. Thank you, me
1: man. On. Appreciate it so much. So yeah, guys, go check it out. Kinja's um, website, everything that he just mentioned here, it's amazing. I already first I saw his play, which is great. That's how I met Kinja first time. And you guys going to be probably seeing Kinja all over the Times Square. I don't know, like he's going to be on all over the, the place now. He's a model, an uh, uh, upcoming model. So, you guys, be on the lookout to see him on the magazines. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> I'll
2: send you to cover, brother. All right. Well, much love right, you, man. I appreciate you and I thank you yeah, so much
1: for do, man. For real. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening to the Brazilian Health Nut Show. Go to www.brazilianhealthnut.com for much more information about how to burn fat for the rest of your life. Hasta luego.